months, 25 years, 21 days. So you're probably wondering what those amounts of time represent. Well, first, let me start by saying welcome to Q on Q. I'm so glad you're with us this week. It's been three months since our last episode, and I just want to say first, thank you for hanging in there to our regular listeners and to those just tuning in for the first time. Thank you for choosing Q on Q. It's been three months since our last episode, which was entitled Be Real, and I want to be real with you all for a moment. Life sure got busy these past three months. You've probably heard in uh, my past episodes that I'm a school teacher, and this year was quite a doozy. It was a good one, but uh, so much going on and so much to keep up with and so much to do. It was the end of my 25th year in public education. It's been 25 great years, and since school's let out, we've... Uh, you know, been on vacation for just about two weeks now, but that doesn't mean that we haven't been busy. We've taken a few short days to do some family things, run some much-needed errands, take part in some summer camps, did a lot of videotaping and now editing, and of course, time to unwind. But in the past few weeks, God has really laid on my heart tons of new things to share with you, and I can't think of a better time to be back with you. So before I get into today's material and explain the significance of 21 Days, I just want to send a reminder, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. You'll find us at Q on Q. Again, that's at Q-O-N-Q-U-E-U-E. You'll find all of our past episodes, all three seasons of them, and all 53 episodes, the same place you found this one. And if you haven't checked them out, I encourage you to go back and do so. Most episodes are 15 to 20 minutes in length and easy to fit into your morning commute or evening walk. So, 21 days. For years, many major studies have said that if you repeated the same task over and over for 21 days, it would become a habit. Well, newer studies argue against that philosophy. Really, depending on how big or small the item is, it could be as small as a few days to as much as a year. So you probably figured out from the title that we're starting a series on habits. And I decided to make the subtitle of the series, Small Changes, Big Results. In 2018, author James Clear wrote a book on the topic called Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. And it quickly became a New York Times bestseller, selling 10 million plus copies. And the subtitle of his book is Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. This is because in the book, he covers a lot about how to break bad habits and form good ones, even when you're insanely busy, and how to realize nothing will change overnight. But even bigger, the fact that small changes can be just as, if not more powerful as big ones, when done correctly. Some of the most impactful quotes from the book include these, um, quote, a slight change in your daily habits can guide your life in a different destination. Or what about making a choice that is 1% better or 1% worse is insignificant in the moment, but over the span of moments that make up a lifetime, these choices determine the difference between who you are and who you could be. You see, oftentimes people make these big plans to change habits that are either harmful or certainly not helpful. They often start as a realization and then turn into some verbal statement, and oftentimes they end there. Sometimes it'll move into a little initial action and then goes nowhere, you know, kind of like that new gym membership at New Year's. Well, most of the time, the reason we have trouble changing our habits isn't really about the habits at all but it's about how we approach them or the system we use to reflect on them. Hear me out here for a minute. Bad habits repeat themselves over and over, not because we don't want to change, but 
because we don't have the right plan in place or the right support system to change. We don't rise to meet the challenge. We fall to the level of where our process is. And if our process is to repeat the same things over and over again, even the small things, then that's where we'll stay. Over the next few weeks, we'll be talking about identifying and recognizing good and bad habits and what might cause them. We'll talk about overcoming a lack of motivation to change and how it really can be quite easy to make time for new habits, even when it seems like life is insanely busy. So whether your habit is biting your nails, snacking late at night, smoking, getting stressed out, nagging at your spouse, um, or something bigger or smaller, I hope that the tips and techniques shared in these next few weeks can be something life-changing for you. Let's face it, change is never easy, but it isn't impossible either. The truth is that your future self is a result of the decisions you make each day, both big and small. And a lot of times, we don't think about just how much each thing we do makes an impact. There's a quote I shared with my students this past year that said this, Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Now, I could stop there. That would seem to fit with what we're talking about. But watch where this keeps going. Watch your habits, for they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Now, before I go any further, I want to say this. What I'm going to share today and then the next few episodes is no magic cure. There's no one-stop fix on this planet that might turn around a whole bunch of stuff for you. Um, but what I'm going to share are things that I struggle with and hope to change, um, proven tactics for myself and others, and strategies that have been found to be successful, and just what the scriptures have to say about good and bad habits. So why do habits matter? Why does it matter if we have certain things we do on a regular basis in our lives? I remember a powerful quote I heard one time that says, Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Let me say that again. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. Habits matter because when you've developed good habits, you find success. If it's financial success, you have smart money habits and you don't have to worry about money having a hold on you and you're free to save and give and spend. Physically, if you've developed a good habit that keeps you physically sound, you tend to be in good health. I'm so impressed by my wife. Every morning, she goes for a walk. Um, she started this really during the last school year, during the winter. Someone had given us a treadmill and you know what started as um, a little walk down on the treadmill has developed into... Um, something she does daily, and now she goes for a walk around the block when it's nice, and it's kind of developed into four, four and a half miles every morning, and she looks forward to that. And to be honest, I think it's making her feel better, and she's disappointed when she doesn't go for a walk, and, and I'm really proud of her for doing that. And those are the kind of habits I want to have. Relationships, spiritually, with work, it's about doing things that other people only will occasionally or to be honest, maybe never, ever do. It's about doing small things that lead in the direction of big things over time. Will Durant once said this, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. So let's talk about a few reasons today why we don't see success when we have such really good intentions. I think perhaps the biggest reason is that we focus on what we want to change, but don't really understand the how behind it. And what I mean is this, we focus on the action that we want to perform, you know, what we want to accomplish, but we don't really understand how to get there. 
Think about this. A lot of times, successful and unsuccessful people have the same goals. At the start of any new season of any sport, every coach's goal is to win the championship. When couples start a budget, they want to identify every dollar and be fiscally responsible, but by managing their finances in very different ways. When we want to lose weight, some will exercise, some will diet, others will do both or some, something completely different. The reason we end up with different outcomes is that goals don't determine success. The systems or procedures you set up do. Earlier, I referenced the book Atomic Habits. In that book, James Clear says this about goals versus systems. You don't rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. See, here's the mistake that we tend to make. We focus on changing the results. We even name what the outcome is going to be. You know, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the end of summer break, or I'm going to pay off that car loan by June, or whatever it might be. The problem is, is that if we set a goal or talk about something we can do, then don't do anything else, we're not really going to reach that goal. We don't do anything to strive towards it. Or we do, but not really in a way that's realistic or sustainable. That 50 pounds, we say we're going to work an hour in the morning every day, but we're a late sleeper and have to go to work early and hate exercising and have to have that double shot of espresso with six pumps of whatever sugar-flavored syrup then we might do it a few days and then find ourselves getting tired quickly because it's not something we're used to doing. That car loan to pay off? If we say we're going to work overtime and use that money to pay the loan off, but then there isn't enough work for us to do where we just get tired or busy with other things, well, that pretty much puts a stop to that. Successful people will develop good habits through the creation of strong support systems. Again, no magic pill here. Just hard work and developing a good and practical process. And how many of us, when we do develop a plan and a process, give up because we don't see progress fast enough? You know, you walk every day for three months, and then at the end of that time, you've gained five pounds. You just finish a study about patience and then spend every waking moment yelling at your kids for every little thing. We devote five minutes at the start of every day to pray, and we pray about the same thing every day, and years go by and nothing changes. We, we tend to think then that these small faithful habits, these good and positive actions, don't make that big of a difference because we're not seeing the result. And here's where we can fall into a trap. What if we do little things that take us out of those new habits we're trying to establish and nothing changes? Here's what I mean. Take an example. You do that daily walk, and then you come home and crave an entire box of sugary candy. But your weight is the same as it's been, so we think it's not a big deal to binge snack. Or we skip church for a few weeks and nothing tragic happens to us, so it's okay, right? I mean, we still believe in God, so we're all good. The small good decisions don't seem to really move the needle, and the small bad decisions don't seem to matter all that much. But in reality, you're missing the truth of what is impacting your life in massive ways. It's not okay to just compromise a little here cut corners there and lie a little bit over there. If you're truly trying to make a change to develop good habits, just like most of us don't screw up in our lives in one big decision, we don't make major gains in one big decision either. It all revolves around one small decision, one small discipline, one small thing done again and again and again. The early mornings, the late nights, the perseverance, the faithfulness, the sweat, the tears. One small faithful decision after another over time 
takes you to a place many people long to be. When you don't see anything happening, stay the course. Think of it like boiling water. Have you ever put on a pot of water to boil pasta and you're in a hurry, so you watch it. And five minutes in, nothing. Seven minutes, ten minutes, is the water, the water's not boiling yet, what's going on? You may not see it from the outside, but a few degrees at a time, that water's getting warmer. And as soon as it hits the boiling point, boom. You might not see any results for a period of time. But just like that water, the temperature's rising. And though it seems like it'll never come, there's a tipping point, and it becomes obvious. You pay off that car loan. You take off those pounds, whatever it is. And while people might call you an overnight success, they really have no idea of the private sacrifices, the consistency, the overcoming, the falls and restarts that you needed to go through to get to where you are. In Galatians, Paul reminds the people in Galatia about the importance of staying the course. And while he was talking in spiritual terms, it really applies to so many facets. It says this in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and I'll be reading from the message version. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. Let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing the right things. Let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued getting up early to pray every day. Let's not get fatigued counting calories or being intentional about saving or in honoring our relationships. For at the right time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. By failing to see instant success, it opens the door for the enemy to point out our failures, to increase doubt in us. In his own words, even the Apostle Paul doubted his abilities— I'm not qualified, I'm not educated enough, and so on. How often do we find ourselves, when we're working towards the goal, finding doubt or questioning? This workout isn't working. I'm not good with money. I'm not good at praying. You see, when you know who you are in Christ, you'll know what to do. No one thing will change or shape your identity. Consistent actions over time start to change how you feel about yourself and mold your identity. So I'll ask this question. Who do you want to be? Me? I want to be who Christ has called me to be. I want to be the best possible husband, father, teacher, giver, friend, and so on. I want to be a reflection of Christ to the world. I want to shape in me what I need to do to be more like him. I want to take care of my body. I want to devote time to talking to my heavenly father. I want to go on dates with my wife and Love her like Christ loved the church. I want to be able to make a decent living, save for my future, spend time with my kids, have a few coffees out once in a while, and give and share with others. Because if I strive to be like Christ, then those small things will turn into big investments. Those tiny daily changes will become those major life-altering things that you've always strived for. And that's where I want to be. That's who I want to be. So, how do we get there? Like I said earlier, there's no magic pill. We start small. We identify what and where we want to see changes or progress. We make a plan. We develop support systems. We pray. We read. We study. We share life with others. 
we develop incredible relationships. As we go through this series, I can't promise that I'll have all the answers, but I'm going to take the leap, and I hope you will too. I'm going to start with those small changes and focus on what I have or what I need to support me along the way. And to help get us started, I've developed a little bit of a handout. Think of it as a way to put your thoughts and ideas on paper, and then you can start choosing something to tackle and ways to tackle it. Over the next few episodes, I will be sharing with you what I'll be doing in my progress, or lack thereof if I have hiccups, in an honest way. But I hope together we can develop good habits, great habits, powerful habits that will transform us to be the people God has called us to be. So I encourage you, when you're finished with this episode, to take a look at the handout I've developed. You will find it at qonq.com. Again, that's q-o-n-q-u-e-u-e.com. Just print it out or download it to your phone and kind of go through it and identify at least one area where you would like to make a change. There's some pretty honest questions on there for you. Things like, what challenges or obstacles are you going to face? What happens if you start losing motivation? How are you feeling about it? There's things that might make you question, do I really want to try to change this habit? But by identifying, by giving it a name, it'll put you in a great position to get started. Just print it out, download it, identify, and, and fill that in over this next week. As in our next episode, we'll be tackling where to begin. If you're looking to change more than one thing, start small. Once we identify things we want to change or add or remove, we can then focus on how we can form good habits, where to find the time, and most importantly, who and what we need to have by our side to support us. Because remember, small changes lead to big results. I look forward to going along this journey with you. Please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know how I can be a support to you as we go through this together. Friends, it's been great being with you again. As always, I really do appreciate you tuning in to this episode, and we will see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on the